1: Hello everybody and welcome to the Triple Jump podcast. What's up? I'm Dick Manchenko. Yes, you are. And I'm Peter. How's it going, Peter? It's going okay. Thank you very much. Here's something new about the studio I discovered earlier, yeah. just a minute ago when I was setting up the audio levels there. Um, I could hear birds through the light fixture. What? That, that light fixture Doesn't over there, right. that one... We're close to the roof, I assume, but we know there's an office above us because they like to hoover every day, all day. I think there's at least Um, two floors above us. But through through that very particular light fixture, I heard some chirples. Oh, no. I heard some merry chirps. We need to call Animal Rescue. they'll be. I'm sure they'll be, f- sure be fine. That was hosted by Rolf Harris, wasn't it? Was it? Okay, probably pet, scandal pet confirmed. Rescue. Absolutely yeah. confirmed. Not even pending slightly. Well, that might have been at an Animal Hospital. I don't know. Citation needed. Anyway, them- we've, we've name-dropped him now, so it doesn't matter which no. show he presented. It's too late. He's in the podcast. It's too late. What kind of podcast is this, Ben? This is a video game podcast where we talk about video game things and stuff that we have been playing and so on. But we wouldn't be able to do it without our special...
0: Sponsor, special sponsor who sponsor us. They've sponsored us from the very beginning. Uh, hey, hey, kids, hey, kids, hey. Do you do you like nature? Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Like absolutely. Do you like do you like do you like watching things things grow in your in your care? Yeah, yeah yes, you do. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, now you too at home can enjoy firefly corpse, grow your own mushrooms. Do, oh. do you want a cordyceps in a petri dish? Yeah, yeah, I do. Well, all you need is some spores. They come in a packet. Do not breathe in when you open no. the spores. No. Uh, and then you just put like a little dead rat or something, and sp- give just a, a dead rat. Dead rat not included. No, you have to kill your own rat. Yeah. But a uh, firefly ink cordyceps. Grow your own. Grow your own. Uh, uh, d- uh, By bio- a biological disaster. Thank you Firefly for sponsoring this podcast.
1: Teachers maybe annoying you at school, too much homework, parents getting you down, a boy bullying you. Stick it in the why, coffee. Why not take Yeah, take a little satchet in with you. Yeah. And just sort of sprinkle it on their on their morning breakfast. Yeah. And
0: other such things. Not only do you get your your revenge mm-hmm. on on that bad person, but you get to grow your own Grow your own fungus while you're at it. Yeah. So while you're laughing maniacally and, and enjoying the, the sweet retribution, you could maybe do a little video diary. Yeah. Film it every day. Also. Is it out of the eyeball yet? Oh, yep. There, oh, there it goes. It, there it is. Are they
1: clicking? They're clicking. Oh, oh. They're, they're, are they walking like dinosaurs yet? Oh. Yes. Jump on the floor. Everybody walk the dinosaur. Like the dinosaur. Um, additionally, you yeah, ever had a cordycep risotto? No, I've not. Really nice. Wow. Very earthy. And a bit meaty too. Oh, lovely! Really nice. Um, d- make sure it's 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 cooked very long and very very, very hard. Very long. Cook and hard. it hard, yeah. and uh, and then you'll be good. Thank you to that sponsor. Thank you, Firefly. Thank Inks. you so quarter much. Grow your own quarter steps at home. Very much appreciated. We'll give them another shout out at the end of the show. Of oh, course, yeah. we can't do this show without them. That's a lie. The real people we can't do this show without, Peter, yeah. are our proud patrons who actually uh, provide all the questions for the podcast. I am I for proud. the first time out of the two of us actually wearing the Patreon exclusive billy ray billy ray walrus shirt you can see that on camera now if you're watching the video you're right big big picture big picture of our our walrus son's face and it says billy ray walrus underneath if you support us at a certain tier you get this shirt It's the only way to get it
0: i've not actually worn that on camera because it's in my i've got a special shelf in my wardrobe of folded t-shirts that are my comfy favorite home shirts And And it's one of those. Yeah, I
1: wear it at home quite a lot, but I I should wear it at the
0: office on camera, really.
1: I only just got this uh, sort of a week ago, and it's it's now been washed and found its way into rotation. I picked this up thinking it was a different shirt until I was wearing it, and then I thought, "Wow, how perfect!" Because now I get to show it off for all the people at home.
0: And we're doing a live stream at time of day of recording today. Time day of time slash day of recording. Absolutely, Peter. Who's the first question from? This first question is from Stephen Foster. Stephen Foster went to Gloucester in a shower of rain. He stepped in a puddle right up to his middle and
1: never went there again or home again? Uh, one of the two. There again. All I remember about that is that I used to watch Fun Song Factory. Yes. Or at least my, my sisters did. Mm-hmm. And we had a VHS. And that was presented by Dave Benson Phillips. It was. And he did sort of a rap version of it. Oh, my God. Like, he just delivered very impactfully. Wow. Like, Dr. Foster went to Gloucester in a shower of rain. and And then, you know, he got diabetes and hand foot and mouth yeah you got hand foot and mouth disease. Uh, but you can hear all about that on another
0: podcast strange hi dude arenos that's what it says I'm reading it
1: verbatim no that's a, that's a popular Peter Austin affectation yeah, it is. you do say that a lot
0: just wondering arenos what you thought were on budget <laughs> what, what your thoughts were on budget games I tend to stay gamers state... well yeah okay budget gamers it's the same thing it's the same question budget games You're right it does say gamers but uh, gaming in a budget budgetary manner. Yep. Uh, I tend to stay a generation behind, and I'm currently basking in the low-cost goodness of PS3, literally just getting my platinum for God of War HD. Is it wise? Foolish? Cheers, guys. Love you loads. Blazems. Thanks, Steve. In brackets, gutter snipe.
1: Gutter snipe. You dirty little gutter snipe. Uh,
0: yeah. Uh, do you know, I'm... I've got no problem with uh, with budget gamers. I think like, I think that's a very clever idea. There's no reason why you should have to. I mean, the I guess the one downside is that if you're staying a generation behind intentionally so that you can be a budget gamer, mm-hmm. uh, you it must it must sometimes feel a bit frustrating when you see all these trailers for the new exciting, you know, Spider Man or you know he's playing God of War HD. Meanwhile, God of War it's just called God of War, but it's it's the you know the latest one in the series, is uh, being applauded worldwide for being fantastic. I guess that's the one negative.
1: You're not allowed to be part of the zeitgeist, which is quite hard. But you also have to deal with games that are having all their servers turned off. So as long as you're not into multiplayer games, Mm -hmm. then that's fine. I think the PS3 in particular has such an incredible library of first party games. I think the PS3 is my is my favorite console ever. Yeah. Uh, just because the quality of the games on that system, not just first party but third party as well, mm-hmm. you know, are, are unbelievably outstanding. So it makes perfect sense to me to to just stick around and play those. And I know for some people as you say, it's a budget, it's a budgetary thing. Some people can't afford to upgrade to the the latest generation. And you know what? You're making smart financial sense because yeah. I am speaking as a man who cannot get enough of fast food. And when I'm not eating fast food, which I try to limit myself to once a week, I'm thinking about fast food. Mm -hmm. And then when I get the fast food, I get too much fast food. It's just a vicious cycle. And I feel like the same... It can be true of of games where like you buy the game and you have to have all the games and get it on day one, and when you're not getting the games, you're thinking about the games that are coming next. that's basically and what addiction is basically, yes, I'm addicted to no, i'm not I'm no. really not, but the the point is that some people love love a burger. Mm. Peter Austin, for example, loves a burger. I doubt yeah. he thinks about burgers most days, like no. I do. So if you can separate yourself from that in a gaming sense financially. You're, you're bloody sorted, mate. If you want these amazing experiences, but you don't need them right now, then, yeah. then good for you. That's a great way to do
0: it. Yeah, right. I mean, I, I tell you one thing that probably works, maybe even better, is to not necessarily be a generation behind, because then, yeah, you can't really get in on the, on the zeitgeist, but just stay, you know, six or 12 months behind on your games. You know, like, I, when I first bought my, uh, my PS4, it had been out for at least a year, maybe maybe longer than that, maybe mm-hmm. maybe a couple of years. And um, I had a whole load of games that I was able to play and enjoy because they're still PS4 level, you know, quality games. But they'd been out for long enough that like there were loads of them at CEX or even if you wanted to buy a new, they were like fairly fairly cheap. I, I had fun with like... Um, one of the first games I think I played was Far Cry Primal, mm-hmm. and uh, it's not the best Far Cry game in the world, but uh, still it
1: w- blew you blew you away. Yeah. You I really play, enjoyed it because like it.
0: It, it was it was dirt cheap, and I liked the
1: the y setting. That was kind of kind of fun, and you get to experience an entire series at once. Yeah, like I gave you my copy of the Nathan Drake collection, mm-hmm. Nathan Cake collection. Sorry. Yes, um, and th- we also had Uncharted Four just through some. Something at work at the time, copy, yeah. just a PR thing, that, because I think it won a BAFTA or something. Yeah, and a golden joystick, a golden joystick. A golden joystick. Yeah. That was it. Yeah, because we got balloons and weird biscuits as well. Yeah. That was fine. I want more of those. Can we get on those mailing Me too. lists yeah. again? Who's that the biscuit, biscuit company. Send can we? Someone biscuits. sign us up for the biscuit company. And so you were able to play through one to four, basically. Back to back. Yeah, in one, not in one sitting, no. obviously. But that's that's something you cannot do if you are constantly sort of. I'm trying to think of the word. Is voraciously the word? Uh, What's the rest of the sentence? Voraciously consuming. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. If you're voraciously consuming each new release as soon as it comes out and you're done within two weeks, then you've got like three years, maybe. Maybe we're getting confused with the word ferociously consuming. Well, yeah, I was thinking that too, but I haven't heard the word ferociously used in that sense. Let's see what Siri says. Can you tell her to do that? Yes, you are. Okay, so right. sort of that kind of works, right? Yeah. In your yeah. fast food uh, uh Just I've always got burgers on the brain, what can I metaphor, say? Yeah. Always thinking of the pizz, constantly, Barbara Piz. So yeah, I think we don't think it's
0: at all foolish, um other than the fact that if if you also happen to be the kind of person that loves to be on on the on the button all the time, yeah. Those two things can't really coexist, but I'm assuming that you you can probably get by without playing the latest Uh, crappy Ubisoft shooter that's come
1: out last week. (laughs) And thank you for listening to our podcast all about very modern games Mm. most of the time. I I imagine that's probably a source of some frustration as well. Um, But yeah, I think we're kind of just jealous, really. I mean, we wouldn't be able to do our jobs if we adopted the same approach, but it would be so nice to just not care as much. Wouldn't it be nice just to not care as much? I saw a post yesterday about someone who last year decided to focus on making themselves happier and they lost like 80 pounds and th- one of the things they said is that they stopped watching tv and they stopped caring about politics and i think that stop caring about politics can be dangerous because you need to hold people to account yeah. but wouldn't blissful ignorance just be so nice sometimes yeah just to just not care about this stuff
0: i sometimes think that about social media and in, the, in a certain sense you know i feel like in this job I can't just decide. Well, I'm not going to do Twitter anymore. I mean, I could yeah. do, I could do, but it's better for the channel and and for my own career if I do kind of keep up with a with a a Twitter profile. But sometimes I think like it's fun Ugh. and I enjoy it, but it's just another sort of whole plate to spin, isn't it? In your yeah, life? Like, it is. Have I put something? Have, yeah. Have I posted on Twitter on Twitter, Twitter last recently? Two days? Yeah. yeah I'm going to have to do a Twitter that... post today. I
1: know I'm going to have to. So well, you're going to have to word it now. So that when people listen to this podcast, they can look at look back at the tweet from Thursday and go, "Okay, that's what that means." So it's going to be almost like a Doctor Who time travel thing, where he shows up at the beginning of the episode and says something weird, and it doesn't make any sense until you get to the end of the episode and you work out that he's time traveled back. I don't think I seven. want to put something
0: just really weird, just put and out of context. Sausage, yeah, but I might, maybe I'll hide a word. I'll put a strange word in there that I wouldn't, you know, that you, it's it's like a code word.
1: You could just say, "Haven't posted in a couple of days." Here we are.
0: Yeah, all right. I'll do that, and uh, and and that, and then people will know what that means. Go to at that Peter Austin now and retweet the tweet I did that said everybody retweet. Let's days. get
1: a retweet spike. That's how it goes, <laughs> Peter. Yeah, uh, we've got a new section coming up now. Brand new section, never done before anywhere else. Okay, uh, it's called "What We Play In," but then there's an apostrophe without the G because that implies that it's informal and laid back. And uh, so just the "What We" and fun. It's not "What Are We." That's also true. Yeah. But what I don't. Anyway, we'll get we'll get to the section, then we'll explain what it okay. is because we're t- we're taking way too long. Yeah, Peter. Yes. What, what this? Uh, this this is a brand new cutting edge section,
0: Ben. It's called what are I'm we? I'm sorry, what was it? This is a brand new cutting edge section, Dick. Yeah. Uh, it's called what? I was just thought saw... there was a He's there was there.
1: there was a reflection. We've got an in memoriam thing on the wall over yeah. there. Yeah. So uh,
0: it's cutting edge. Yeah. It's called what are we playing, mm. um, and basically what we talk about in this section is the games that we are currently engaging in playing in our fun recreational home free time. Home, that is, home times. that's far-fetched, that, to well, be honest, this just section has to
1: go with it. It's ridiculous. Ben? Yeah. Are you Sorry? Play- <laughs> you keep catching the eyes of the, the, the candlelit there. vigil over there.
0: Dick? Yes! Are you playing anything right now?
1: I actually am playing something right now, Peter. Yeah. Um, I have been playing the new Dulk, the DLC for Borderlands 2. Okay. A uh, Commander Lilith and the something, something else. The fight for Sanctuary, I think, mm-hmm. is what it's called. It is kind of blowing me away, to be honest. Oh, really? Free. Hello. Did someone just die upstairs? It might have been that that Ben guy because he's certainly not in this room. No, he's absolutely not. No. Free piece of DLC. Yeah. Seven years. Seven years after the original game came out, and it's like, it takes eight hours to complete all the stuff. Wow, that's a lot. It's really impressive. I thought it would just, because they've released a couple of uh, free mini DLCs before, Mm -hmm. like sort of Christmas themed, Halloween themed, which is like one area with a couple of quests in it, and those were lovely, and I was expecting something else, uh, something like that. But this bridges the story between two and three, and this really ties in. And I'm glad that I've played Borderlands one, uh, Borderlands the pre-sequel, and Tales from the Borderlands all quite recently because it openly—what re- are you doing up
0: there? Well, they know that we're recording, so that it's time to time to time to just open the elephant cage
1: just and let them out, go garumph around all over the place. Yeah, um, it, it openly references all of them. It features, actually features characters from Tales from the Borderlands. And I don't want to spoil anything, but that was like, yay. Right. It's them. It's the guys. It's the guys from the series that got killed by Miss mm-hmm. Management. Yes. Um, and Hello, I'm so, Miss Management. I'm Mrs. Management. Uh, no, sorry. It's just Ms. She's Management. She's not married. No, she's not married. That's very rude and presumptive. Um, so I'm really impressed by it already. And it's it seems to be a real teaser for things to come with borderlands 3 because immediately i noticed that a lot of the new characters that they've added especially some tales from the borderlands characters i'm not going to name them in case people haven't played it yet right are way more animated than any of the other npcs i've ever seen in borderlands like they're they're just usually with borderlands it's quite simplistic they sort of awkwardly walk up to a place their mouth will move and occasionally their arms will move around while they're talking Mm -hmm. and then when they want to give you something or take something from you, their arm will just extend and they'll just stand there. And so they'll turn their head to look at you when they're talking and stuff. But that's about it. Right. Now, though, there, there are actually loads of really unique little gestures that they're doing and stuff relating to the dialogue that they're saying. Okay. And uh, that's, that's a good sign. And they've managed to get it into Borderlands 2 mm-hmm. somehow retroactively. I did encounter a... Game breaking bug. Oh dear. Which required playing it again. Basically, a character needed to knock down something to create a bridge to go somewhere else. He got stuck on a piece of the environment, or just, I think he just stopped going to the place he needed to go to. Right. We're like, well, this is weird. Anyway, uh, time to call it a night for now. We'll pick up tomorrow. Yeah, restart the game. Came back in, he'd despawned, and our objective marker was on the other side of where something needed to be knocked down to get to it. Oh, cuz maybe the game thought you'd already done it or something. Exactly. There's no way to get over there. Um lots of people are having this issue. Oh, no. It's not just me. He it seems like he just despawns sometimes. And some people were able to rocket jump over there. Oh my so god. So we spent about maybe 2 hours just experimenting with RPGs and grenades to try and blast ourselves across this Cavern, but every time you fall down the cavern, you just die, it instantly kills you. Right. And every time you respawn, it costs you money. And so, I lost like loads of money trying to just get across this thing anyway. We we restarted it last night, and uh, and, and it's all going fine. But apart from that, really impressed, it's great. Good, what are you playing? Uh, Dick, oh. I have
0: been playing uh, a little game that is at time of recording. Getting a uh, a re-release, a, oh, a remake. Okay, tomorrow. Oh, wow! Well, at I the time, think, of at time of recording. At the time of recording. Yeah, at the time of publishing. I think it's already
1: out. Mm-hmm. Uh, There'll be videos on the channel.
0: There will be. Well, this is the thing. There will be videos on the channel, and I think it's kind of gonna. For, I mean, I know you're also gonna have a, a copy yourself, but uh, I think I should probably take the lead on this one, given that you've very uh, professionally taken the lead on on many other. Uh, Video new video game review style coverage. Yeah, that sounds good to me. Yeah. Um, So I kind of want to make sure that I, number one, know what I'm roughly doing in Crash Team Racing we're talking about right now. And also that I'm able to actually give an accurate comparison because Mm. I don't actually know that game as well as you do. I know Crash 1, 2, and 3 and Crash Bash pretty well and the the three Spyro games. But um, in terms of comparing the the original with the remaster, a remake, I should say, I kind of want to make sure I have a good comparison in my head. So, okay. So I've been playing lots of the original Couture Cutter. Cutter. On, on the PS1. Charlie Cutter. Charlie Cutter, yes. Yeah. Um, what I've never played,
1: mm. well, actually, I've played it once at a friend's house, is Crash uh, Nitro Kart. <laughs> Which, I played one of those, one of those on Pierce. I think it might have been Tag Team Racing. I think I've also played like one session oh, of Tag crap. Team Racing. Just, yeah, just really bad. So disappointing after the amazing original.
0: So I'm really hoping that that stuff that's been implemented into Nitro Fueled is gonna just fit in nicely and almost be, you know, indistinguishable apart from the fact that I'll be like, oh well, I don't recognize that person or this track. Yeah. But um, I think, as far as I can tell, there might be some extra tracks. In nitro fueled, that are they've not been in any of the games that have been uh, you know imported into into the remake. So hopefully there'll be so much like actual new stuff. Yeah. That yeah the nitro fueled stuff
1: will just blend in very Something. well. I'm really looking forward to playing that. I'm really looking forward to playing it. It's gonna it. be good fun. We're I gonna do. Uh, we're gonna do a video on it. We are probably stream some of it next week as well. I'll definitely stream a bit. And I believe we're in the early stages of organising a an office tournament. Yeah. That will go up on our channel with all the cultaholic boys mm-hmm. um, of us trying to kill each other in Crash Team Racing. Yeah, that's right. Actually, killing each other. I'm just really interested to see because we've seen some tracks. Um, I've not actually watched.
0: I've I've stayed away. F- somewhat like uh from the uh just some of the the promotional material that's mm-hmm, been out mm-hmm. but i've not yet seen any of the sort of hub world for the adventure mode so that'll no. be intriguing no i haven't uh, yet. I, I wonder if they've done that in any kind of different interesting way or if you do just sort of drive around from just place f- to place go from bit to bit, yeah. yeah. would be fine but uh You know, there's always room for improvement, always room for additions. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, just been enjoying a bit of uh, memory lane. Taking a drive
1: Mm. down memory lane there, a little drift, a little power slide down memory lane. A little power slide down memory lane. Yeah, fantastic. Let's move on to another question. This is from Xavier Ramaros, Xavier Rams, yeah. who asks: uh, With next gen just barely peeking over the horizon, which system, PS5 or Scarlet, will you be purchasing? And what next gen games are you looking forward to? Personally, I'm waiting for an, for even an announcement for Horizon Zero Dawn Two. I'm also looking forward to Marvel Spider-Man Two.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, I'll I'll be getting a ps5 i'm pretty sure um yeah we've talked fairly extensively in in previous podcasts about why we we're playstation boys over xbox and it's basically the exclusives really yeah and um you know working under the assumption that there will be a spider-man 2 uh that's definitely something i'd be excited for and that would presumably be ps5 exclusive um also uh the next elder scrolls is that going to be next gen do you think
1: I mean, it's got to be at this point. Yeah, right? I mean, there's not We're really not enough time for left a, just for a long old time.
0: Um, or it, it might it might be a sort of a crossover uh, game where mm-hmm. they they bring it out the the tail end of the PS4 and and also onto the PS5. I'm well excited for that. Like I know that Bethesda aren't really top dogs anymore in terms of the open world RPG, but I, mm-hmm. you know they've hopefully learned a lot from Fallout 76. I know that's a different sort of time kind of game, but it's you know largely just it's still an open world first person rpg kind of thing so i'm hoping that they do that really well and i'm excited to see how it goes um there's a bunch of stuff that i'm obviously excited for that we've already heard about but they're probably going to be on the the last few games of the current gen so it's hard to know what will be coming out really yeah
1: bge2 obviously it goes without saying Mm -hmm. absolutely Um, well, just one that's not, I mean, I agree with what um, Xavier says uh, about the games that he's looking forward to. God of War 2, of course, uh, the inevitable sequel to last year's Game of the Year, Mm. which was amazing. I want to play the sequel to that, please. We actually also have a list already out uh, about exclusives we'd like to see return on PS5. So... Please do go and watch that if you're interested. Bloodborne, a sequel to Bloodborne would be amazing. A, a, a remake of Demon Souls is way overdue, especially as, as they've turned off the servers now, and I think that's just a crime, mm-hmm. uh, given how influential and important that game is. It's, it's frankly n- nonsense that they turned the servers off, and I know that you can use custom servers, but even so, that's faff that I shouldn't have to do. Um, apart from that, I mean, there's, it's difficult to predict exactly what's going what's yeah. to be on there. But uh, it's probably safe to assume that sequels to games that have come out in the last couple of years will at least, if not be on PS4 as well, they will be on PS5. Yeah. So, yeah, it's exciting. Um, I have no interest in the Xbox console just because I've never had an Xbox and it's not something that I'm particularly interested in. We will, of course, cover it here. Yeah. Um, but... Probably not very well because neither of us will probably have one because neither of us will have one. And also James might. James might. I think he quite likes his Xbox. I think he plays PC games. Doesn't he? he does play PC games, but I think. But I think well, I, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I know he plays Microsoft games, which might just be PC. I'm not right.
1: Sure. Difficult to say, but yeah. we'll do our best to cover it just as we do our best to cover Nintendo stuff. Uh, it's not really our area of expertise, but we'll do our best for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's that. That's that. I think. Yeah, it's like you say. It's hard to it's hard to know what will be on those
0: consoles because you know other than oh, hopefully they'll do a sequel to this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, yeah, it's difficult to predict.
1: Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Excellent. Right, Peter. Mm-hmm. There's
0: something strange happening. It smells. I can smell something weird in the air. It's weird news. Ready to pop the question?
1: Peter, it's weird news time. I'm just getting it out of my pocket. It's weird news. Down. Here's the weird news. I can't He's help. ready to go. Peter, you're up first. Stop it. What's
0: your weird news? Go. My weird news. Ben. No. I've got an... No. Dick. Yes. I have got an update on a previous weird news. No. It's not a very weird update, to be fair. It's just the, the original story was pretty weird. This is weird than most this is uh, no it's less weird than most I think this kind of makes sense that they should do this okay uh, Twitch sues trolls who turned artifacts page into a porn riddle disaster oh wow they've sued them they're, well they're, they're in the process of suing
1: them on what grounds
0: well I'll, I'll tell you. okay um late last month so this isn't a kind of a, a refresher on the original story late last month the Twitch game category section dedicated to embattled valve card game artifact briefly rocketed back into relevance uh, this was uh, so this is according to Katakio, I should say uh, thank you to Nathan Grayson for writing this uh, that was almost entirely thanks to the concerted efforts of trolls who created dummy channels and violated the heck out of Twitch's terms of service no not the heck with broadcasts that included anime Porn and anime porn. Nice. That's what it says in the What article. is
1: the difference? Badum-ts.
0: Twitch put the kibosh on this. Good word. Hmm. Uh, in the following days by implementing new security measures. Now, for good measure, the platform is suing people who participated. Oh, man. Late last week, Twitch filed a legal complaint via Bloomberg against the anonymous trolls behind the Great Artifact Porn Explosion of 2019, <laughs> which is all capitalized. That's what it is. Yeah who the complaint refers to as John and Jane Doe's 1 to 100. The uh, the suit targets these people who Twitch hopes to identify at a later date, specifically for (laughs) streaming content that included hardcore pornography, racist and misogynistic videos, copyrighted movies and television shows, and videos depicting violence, including videos of the March 2019 Christchurch mosque attack. Mm. Uh, The trolls did say... Uh, the, the trolls did this, says Twitch, by coordinating their efforts on platforms like Discord and using bots to evade takedowns. So uh, they're in—they're in big trouble.
1: Yeah, they—they they did some—they did some pretty heinous stuff there. They did. Um, but I, I would argue that maybe suing them is not the right approach. I don't know that suing them is going to do it. The fact that they don't know who they are yet seems like a weird weird measure to take maybe almost to reassure advertisers that they're that they're clamping down even if they have no if even if they know they have no case and know that there's very little chance they're going to actually identify these people well
0: the thing is what surprised me that it was twitch that was suing these people because mm. surely twitch should just like try and find out who these people are and and you know do their best to sort of perma ban them or something like that yeah. but i was surprised that it wasn't valve suing them saying hey You've sort of associated our game now mm-hmm. with, you know, videos of shootings
1: and like pornography and weird anime stuff. Well, that could also tie into why Twitch are taking such a, uh, a, a firm stance on this or mm-hmm. a strong stance. Because uh, they don't want. Because they're un- to- well, they're under pressure from Valve. Yeah. They're under pressure from advertisers. They're under pressure from probably youth groups mm-hmm. and things like that. Yeah. So that's that's. That's the only logical reason I can think in my head as to why they would go. Sue them. We're going to sue them. This is this is how seriously we take it's quite this. excessive. We're going to but... sue them. No, actually, you know what? Scratch that. We we're going to kill them. We're going to go. We're going to hunt them down. We're, we're going to hire...
0: We're going to shoot them all. Well, given the nature of the, uh... <laughs> as for the this is a final paragraph. Mm-hmm. As for Artifact, the uh, the game's Twitch section currently has about a hundred viewers spread across seven streams. Of those, uh, more than half are actually dedicated to Artifact. So mm-hmm. that's a victory there. Three, meanwhile, are blatant troll streams. So an extremely small handful of people are still at it for some reason. At this Weird. point, they might want to reconsider, says Nathan from Kotaku. It's probably a
1: bot at this point, right? Uh, still hanging
0: on there? Yeah, that's just not been shut down. It's just, like, restreaming streaming yeah. really, really sexy anime stuff, just mm. with... Enormous breasts and uh and things like that. It's just things like that.
1: That's inherent to anime. Just enormous cartoony, breasts. Sexy cartoony things. Big bobs. Mm. I got big bobs and I cannot lie. Please send Robin and uh and Valerie's. <laughs> For God's sake. But, uh, dick. Sorry, yeah. Dick. Yeah, yeah. Dick. Yeah. Do you have a weird news? I do have a weird news. Um please prepare to wash your ears out because I'm I'm afraid that this comes by way of the sun. Uh, uh, it comes. Uh, it uh, comes. Uh, uh, it comes from the sun.
0: So here we go. You know what you're gonna get now? What's that? Loads of comments saying, "Ben, do you read the sun? Why do you read the no. sun?" No. This happened when we did the painting video and we had the sun on the floor and we made a joke about how crap the sun it's is. It's because and- it was the cheapest paper in the
1: shop we needed some newspaper on well, the floor. well we said that in the video as yeah. well and people were still like um like how come you the... had a copy of the sun just put on the floor just look into some bloody context will you here's the context for this one i saw a screenshot of an article on twitter right. that i thought was really funny and relevant um, not really funny. I just thought it was relevant. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hype it up too much. It's it not that funny. Really it's not funny. that funny. <laughs> it's the funniest thing I've ever seen. And it didn't cite a source because of course it didn't. So when I googled the story, the sun were the original reporters of the story. I'm really sorry. So it That's, must be true. It must be true. Here we go. Here's the title of this uh, article. James mm-hmm. Bond. Mutiny on James Bond movie sets as director skips filming to play PlayStation, then demands crew work overtime. What? Fresh mutiny has erupted it. on the set of the doomed James Bond movie. Doomed. The do- they decided the do- already. God. It's doomed. This this, this website and newspaper, yeah. am I right? Of the doomed James Bond movie, as the crew were told they had to work extra hours after the director missed filming because he was playing on his PlayStation. American filmmaker, uh, Cary Fukunaga, Fukunaga. Right. 40. That's important. 40. 40. 40,
0: 40, He should not be playing PlayStation.
1: Was several hours late to a scheduled shot due to his particularly intense video game session. A large number of crew were waiting on location when he eventually turned up three hours after his anticipated arrival time. It meant the film, already massively delayed because of a series of disagreements and a serious injury to leading man Daniel Craig, fell behind schedule even further. And to make up for lost time, Kerry's senior production staff then told the disgruntled crew they would be required to work over the weekend, which included Father's Day, oh which many refused to do. A bond sauce. And I do like that. A bond. Make sure you add stir in the bond sauce. Would you like
0: any sauces? Oh uh, Yes, go have the bond sauce, I'll have please. the bond
1: sauce. Stir it in. Jacob, not stirred. This is this is real mutiny right now on the set. It's bad enough that Kerry was so late for filming and held everyone up, but then for the crew to be asked to work extra hours to cover it was just a final straw. He turned up three hours late, which pissed everyone off. There was a big bust up because they were, they were so behind. Many said they were not willing to give up their father's day in return for this film. It's just doomed. Oh, God. And I think that's that's pretty much it. And then goes on to list how it's the latest in a long line of setbacks that the still unnamed film has suffered.
0: I mean, if if it's true that the director was just at home playing PlayStation, mm-hmm. turned up three hours late because he'd been playing PlayStation for three hours, and then said, yeah, we're going to have to work Father's Day. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, he's a dick. But f- he is a dick, yeah. He's a so real are you, but... Well, yeah, I heart. I am. I'm a Richard. He I, I mean he's a real Richard. Dick, but he's a real Richard. He's a real Richard. Um and yeah, like that's a that's just a, a rubbish thing to do. You're a, you're the director. Yeah. Of, you Need to Be There. Of Games Bond. Yeah, there's not Games Bond, yeah, you're right. There's there aren't that I mean well, that was the sons. Don't give them too much. No, credit. I know there aren't many. I was, I was gonna. What I was gonna say was, there. A, you know, is there any greater Hollywood opportunity? I think nowadays there probably is, to be honest. Yeah, an Avengers film, franchise. maybe. Yeah, yeah. but uh, you know, certainly it's it's a, a well-known, legendary, classic franchise. Yeah. And if you've been hired to direct a James Bond movie, you bloody well turn up on time, please. Yeah.
1: Yeah. They've had directors pull out already due to script differences. They've had scripting issues. James Bond like rolled his ankle or something and yeah. torso James ligaments James Bond
0: rolled his ankle
1: yeah yeah. actual James the Bond the actual James Bond James Bond rolled his ankle just hoovering in the office they're now. actually just hoovering no, outside no. probably fine yeah. Um, and yeah I just thought that was that was super fun that he was playing PlayStation so much that the new James Bond film might never come out yeah uh, I like to think because it's
0: The Sun and they're they're unable to specify what kind of PlayStation because
1: it's like your aunt. Saying, it could be a Game Boy. Are you it playing could on be, your
0: PlayStation? I
1: used to get. Are you playing? Are you put your Game Boy down? Well into the sort of PlayStation Vita era. Right. I was still getting told off for playing on my Game Boy my grandma used to just call not handhelds but like
0: uh, plug in like the TV consoles machines oh really have you been on the machine <laughs> yes I have been on the machine grandma <laughs> uh, but no I like to think because they've not specified what kind of Playstation that it was actually just playing like James Bond Nightfire on PS2 or yeah something.
1: he could have been doing research yeah
0: directing just live directing how good was
1: directing. Nightfire yeah, was... I
0: much preferred Nightfire to any of the other games yeah Bond me too That was a pretty insane. good game Nightfire yeah. was good um, Everything or Nothing was alright too
1: but, uh, yeah, yeah. Sometimes was... the, the Wallace Grommet of Wallace, yeah, as well. yeah, that was good. There's something of Boris. Anyway, that was my weird news. That's it's time weird. for another question, Peter. Jessica James, Team Rocket's blasting
0: off again. Am I right? Two first names, Jessica James. Two first names. So, following your your week of E3 content last week, what was your most favouritest announce? That's what it says. Most yeah. favouritest announcement, and what? And what was the biggest damp squib for you both?
1: Mm. I've got I didn't few... even read the second part of that sentence. Oh, didn't me? I've, yeah, I've, I mean, I've got an answer, but go ahead. Well, I,
0: I don't think there was a massive standout mm. this is the game for me, the most exciting one. I think there were a few almost equal magnitude highlights. Um, Cyberpunk looks great. Um, Elden Ring was like intriguing but i mean it was kind of in a way it's one of the more exciting looking games except it was very much a teaser rather than a trailer so I don't, I don't i'm not super hyped about that yet just because i don't know enough about it Watch Dogs as well looked pretty good um and also purely for the way they announced it and it doesn't affect me whatsoever because i don't have a well we have, we share a switch but i don't play it it's uh, at mine banjo I think the way mm-hmm. they announced it, I think that was one of the best announcements, if you like. Just right. the, the manner in which it was done. The bait and switch with the silhouette, I think that was great. Mm. But um yeah, those those are mine, really. Um like I say, no no massive standout. Even no. Cyberpunk, I think, didn't didn't really blow my socks off this time. You know could have
1: benefited with gameplay.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Apparently they are showing off that demo at PAX, the upcoming PAX. Okay. The demo they showed behind closed doors we will see soon. Excellent. So that's good. What about you? Yeah, we've had a week now to process and, uh, oh God, you're right, there wasn't much coming out of it that I was super, super thrilled about. I suppose the top one is Final Fantasy VII Remake mm-hmm. for me and uh, we've got a sort of big broader question about that in the big discussion shortly, so we'll, we'll get onto that properly. Um, I like the look of Watch Dogs Legion, but then again, I know as soon as I potentially start playing it, it's just going to feel like any other Ubisoft open world probably. game. So as, as interesting as the premise and the location is, I just know that it's, it's probably just going to fall into exactly the same traps that previous Watch Dogs games have and probably for me at least difficult to uh connect with a character if they can just mm. if they're so expendable that... it might be like XCOM, Yeah. But you really care about a character well, yeah and they maybe. get killed off god you're right like, no i lost grandma josephine yeah she's dead now it's time for grandpa joe can you play as old men hashtag yeah, not all old men you can play as old
0: ladies the pigeon lady from the trailer yeah but
1: what about old men you can play as almost any npc it said I hope they're, I hope there are old men in there. Yeah. Old men have been they old white men have been having a hard time of it, yeah. you know, for quite a while. So it's time they were included. I think bring back old men. <laughs> um, in terms of Domp Domp Squibs Domp Squibs, um, I would say L'avenger. La yeah, L'avenger Marvels mm. ma, ma L'avenger. I mean, the trailer that they uploaded. This is really unusual for any Marvel content at the moment. The trailer they uploaded to the uh, official Marvel account has had like 13 million views now, and it's on like 88% positive upvotes, which I know that doesn't sound bad, but usually videos are either 100 or high 90s Yeah. if, you know, there's, there's something to be taken from it not being a really high... Thumbs up rate. Yeah. So I think people are a little bit wary of it and aren't really sure what to expect still. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not what a lot of people expected. We talked about it extensively last week. Um, but I would say I was going into E3 with that being one of the only things I really wanted to see. Yeah. And coming away from E3 thinking, I. I feel nothing for this game at all. Well, it's going to have to do some work now, I think, to make me excited. You're right. I mean, that's exactly
0: what I feel about my damp squib, which was Star Wars. Now, yes, yeah, I've I've thought about this a lot since we watched it, and I, I thinking about it, I don't think it was an enormously super soggy wet squib. Mm. I think it was just you know it was a bit it was a bit moist. It's been out in the rain. Yeah, um, I think because have you seen this tweet? I meant, to, I meant to share this with you the other day. I brought it along with me. Okay. Apparently, there's more to this Star Wars game than they actually showed. Now, I don't know who this man is. I've looked at his bio. He's not. doesn't appear to work for any kind of company, mm-hmm. but maybe he was just at E3 and played it. And, okay. And this was just in the demo that you could play at home. But Anthony on Twitter, at EdgeWalker81, and this has a fair few retweets and likes, says... So the interesting thing about Jedi Fallen Order is that uh, that the demo didn't show is it's a Metroid game. You have a ship and a crew and you can visit the planets in any order you like. As you gain new abilities, it allows you to unlock new areas on other planets. Why not show that in caps? Hmm. So... That
1: does make it more interesting, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, if that's true, which we don't know if it is, Anthony might be talking out of his his aunt, but Mm. if that is the case... That would definitely have opened it up and made it look a bit more, a, a bit less like a. This is kind of a bit uncharted looking. Or... Yeah,
1: this is going to be a linear story game, but the story might not be any good. So yeah. The combat doesn't look the particularly combats. interesting. They showed off the combat and some of the traversal, neither of which were were very interesting. They weren't groundbreaking, were they? No, not at all. At all. And, uh, you know, we've got no connection to this character. It showed Saw Guerrero, which is fine. I wouldn't put him down as people's favorite Star Wars character ever. Um, but he's it's in um, interesting.
0: He's in uh, Star Wars Rebels, I think. Right. Um, I've not seen Rebels. I've only seen Clone Wars, but uh, he uh, so he has a bit more of a, a fan base in the expanded universe. I think mm-hmm. people, some people, really like Saw Gerrera as a character. But yeah, okay. in terms of the mainstream audience,
1: wait, and in terms of your debut thing to get people yeah. excited, that's a weird. That's a weird character to to back. Yeah, they could have pulled in
0: a, uh, a more well-known character from the kind of the six episode saga rather than the mm-hmm. Rogue One spin-off that people recognise more. And I'm not suggesting they put in Luke Skywalker or Han Solo or well you couldn't because it's based after it's set after Order sixty six. But yeah. just some recognizable character from the original trilogy who's a bit more like, oh yeah. They were in more than one movie. Or, mm-hmm. you know, they they're pretty well known. But Guerrera I don't know. I didn't really I didn't really warm to him in Rogue One. He seemed like it a bit of It wasn't that much. He was a bit of a grump, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Bit of a grouch man.
1: Yeah. Or they could have just, you know, talked up that side of the gameplay. I was yeah. beyond excited for Borderlands 3 before I knew anything about it because I was just happy for more Borderlands. Mm-hmm. I would have happily played a game that was almost identical to Borderlands 2, to be honest. Like, yeah. I would have happily played it. It wouldn't have been for everyone. But as soon as they showed off in that gameplay demo, oh, by the way, there are different planets and you have a ship... That allows you to travel between different planets. That just makes the game that much more exciting and interesting. Mm-hmm. If they'd have said that for Star Wars, people would be talking a lot more about it. Think, yeah. If that's true.
0: Yeah, it might exactly. It might not be true at all. I there's there's nothing in that guy's bio that says, you know, I'm I'm press, I work for mm. Game Informer and I've heard this. It's just but, you know, maybe maybe they were talking about it at the booth or something like that, and he just he
1: found out and was like, why didn't they show it? So uh yeah. Weird. Weird. Right. Peter. Yes. It's time for a massive discussion. Is there enough room
0: in it's this room huge. for this big discussion?
1: This, uh, this big discussion question
0: mm. comes from <laughs> a rather cleverly named person. Yeah. Uh, their name is Mancomb Seepgood. Okay. Do you understand the reference? No. Mancomb, one might say a synonym would be Guy Brush.
1: Guybrush Threepwood from Monkey Island. Oh, I see. Mancombe. That's clever. Ha, ha oh. I thought it might be I thought it might be an Indian name that we're potentially playing with fire a that little you bit. That you thought here. I was. I mean, maybe that is his actual name, Mancombe
0: Seepgood, but it's too close to Guybrush Threepwood for it not to be that.
1: I suppose so. Mancom, let us know.
0: Yeah. Mancombe. Having just got through the plethora of content you guys put out last week, and then in brackets it says, thank you very much for the hard work. You're You're welcome, welcome, Manco. I've been digesting the reactions to the Final Fantasy VII remake. This uh, slightly, slightly ties into Finley's question from last week. How do you feel about studios having the creative license to tweak stories and remakes to make them more relevant now? There's been a lot of negative comments about the Final Fantasy VII extend- extending areas, specifically Midgar, and I'm wondering if we can use the shining beacon of Resident Evil 2 to epitomise that games can
1: be made better, not just graphical overhauls. What a great question. Thank you for so so great, 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 great
0: question. Question. Thank you very much.
1: So to provide a bit of context, Peter, mm. for people who might not be familiar with the Final Fantasy 7s this remake was announced ages ago, and we got some gameplay a couple of years ago and then it got scrapped and they started again yeah. and then they showed off a load at this past E3. They have l- long said that this remake will be in three parts. Now, originally, the game came on three discs, mm-hmm. but the third disc wasn't that long. Yeah. Um, and the first disc, I think, was the best paced because it started you off in Midgar, which is the big city mm-hmm. that's in the basically the, the the capital of the world, if you like, of the planet. Um and you start off there doing various missions for missions for um terrorist group slash freedom fighters avalanche mm-hmm. uh who are trying to destroy the various mako facilities around the city and mako being the energy that that the that the city runs on but it turns out that actually mako is the, is, is taken from the life stream of the planet and they're kill they're literally killing the planet. So it had quite a strong political message even back in the, uh, the, the late 90s.. Okay. Um, and so you're blowing up these reactors and you get drawn into this big sort of conspiracy as you go. You eventually manage to leave Midgar towards the end of the, uh, of the first disc, I believe. I can't quite remember. It's been a while since I played it. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you're thrust out into the open world and you basically go from place to place encountering all these crazy adventures and stories while uh, Sephiroth has been introduced and uh, you eventually come back to Midgar at some point and then go off again. But Midgar does not take up a huge portion of the game. It's just a really strong introduction. It's not like the whole thing is a tutorial or anything like that, Mm -hmm. but it's a really strong narrative introduction to the game the the entire time you're there. And when you leave, it's like, oh, my God, okay, here we go. Now now I'm out in the open world. What what on earth do I do? Where do we go? You go to a chocobo farm, of course, because that's nice. (laughs) And if you don't get on the chocobo, you get eaten by a giant snake. So make sure you get on the chocobo. Chocolate bow but they have they've have said and it was quite clear from the from the demo that they showed that Midgar is massively extended now and they they're adding in new dialogue which i think logically for for such an old game if you're remaking it from the ground up yeah. this was always going to be this was never going to be an identical conversion because it just wouldn't make any sense to mm. have photorealistic characters stand perfectly still with yeah. no facial expressions and maybe say one line while gesturing like this it doesn't it doesn't make sense no they were always going to have to take creative license to update this and modernize it but some people are feeling a little bit funny about the fact that they're gonna spend so much longer in Midgar with new areas and new content and all kinds of stuff like that i don't I don't know why people feel this way like
0: well i I guess i do i there's there's an argument for oh you know, I want this to be it's kind of true to the original, but just look better mm-hmm. but really. What you doing?
1: you're doing is you're turning your nose up at just extra content. The original you know? is always going to exist. That's my argument yeah. with this. No matter how crap this may or may not be, and I really want it to be good, mm. there will always be the original. There will always be the re-release on modern consoles yeah. that you can play with trophies and achievements and whatever whatever else. So,
0: yeah, calm down. Yeah, but it'll be all right. I mean, Resi Two is a, is a good example in the question. Mm-hmm. You know, that had a lot of extra dialogue in it. That had some some mixing up of the areas and. Uh, Enemy
1: placement and item placement were different. Yeah, all changed kinds of up. things
0: were different. And um, I think it works well. I think it actually works very well in a horror game because you don't know when the jump scares are going to happen. I mm-hmm. thought that was a really good move to like move the, the liquor and stuff like that. But that aside, you know, in any genre, I think with a remake, all you're doing is getting extra content. You know, they're not. Well, I guess what they might do in Final Fantasy VII is is take out certain things that are perhaps not really appropriate anymore for a modern audience. News,
1: n- news just in yesterday the yeah. honey the Honeybee Inn is in. Oh, it's confirmed to be in Honeybee is in the Honeybee Inn where Cloud uh, cross dresses. Yeah. to get into the basically to get the Don of the the local crime boss, boss, the local crime boss to hit on him so he can sort of get into the the building and then rescue. Uh Aerith. Yeah. Aer- no, Tifa. Rescue Tifa, who's who's there. Um and and also the sauna bit. That uh, is the sauna bit A- in? Apparently that's all gonna be in, but updated and modernized for Oh my god, you should have seen the comments section of these furious anime nerds. They were like, um, God, why are just snowflakes ruining the bit where they just like basically laugh at people who cross-dress and stuff yeah. and laugh at laugh at like being gay and stuff. And it's like, because the world isn't that anymore and it never really was and it shouldn't have been. And if you get so bloody protective, play the original. Yeah. I don't understand why people would have an issue with modernizing something that was controversial even then. Yeah. I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand why why that, but it's in. They are keeping, they could have cut it. But they're keeping it, and they're changing it slightly. People are getting upset because Tifa's bust size has been made more realistic. What? And brought down a little. It's just madness. What is wrong with these angry, weird nerds? But
0: but in the original, they were all made of triangles. Yeah, I know. Their hands were plates. Yes. So, what? So she? she's arguably... Not that bust size should make any difference. No. Well, not that you should have to be attracted to a character. And some people
1: have big busts and they cannot lie. And yeah. It's,
0: and that's fine. But even if, if, if you want to go by conventional beauty standards and you think that big bust equals more attractive, which it doesn't always, then arguably... She's more attractive because she doesn't have plates for hands and eyes that take up her entire head.
1: She's actually a, like a real looking person. She's a real now. person It's now. realistic to her fighting style as well because she does lots of, lots of punches and kicks. Mm-hmm. And the, the description in the article that I read, because I was like, oh my God, this is going to be a dumpster fire. I've got to see what's going yeah. on in this article. Um, the, the director, I think, of the game was saying her body type is now slimmer. The bust size is smaller. She has like visible abs Right. You can see, and it's like, yeah, I suppose that makes sense. She's more athletic now because that's her fighting style rather than just being just this polygonal mess of plate hands and giant triangle so boobs, and people are still mad about be that. Be grateful if
0: you're the kind of person who likes to... Sephiroth over <laughs> over video game characters
1: maybe there's gonna be a, a special exclusive dlc where you can just put the block characters back in yeah. and then just have at it go crazy go nuts i don't understand uh but yes sorry to 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 not to go, to go back, back to what to you were question. saying the honeybean is is in they are including that i'm fascinated okay. to see how that is updated
0: but we'll see uh but yeah my, you know my point is that like if if they're not taking out sort of large sections of the original, there's no... I don't see any real downside to having extra content pumped into a game C- Crash Team Racing as well is another good example this has mm. got all sorts of stuff being thrown in there none of it is going to ruin the game if you don't want to play as the, the weird land shark then don't play as the weird land shark <laughs> just just reserve all your missiles for him yeah or her or her it uh, do, do sharks have yeah they have genders yeah they're not, ju- they don't <laughs> they're not just, just some sort they of alien species mitosis until another one appears no um, <laughs> don't know why I even asked that question of course they do <laughs> what, what a weird thing to ask Do shark no but that, that's my that's my stance i don't see why anyone would uh complain with just no. extra stuff being
1: being thrown in i totally agree um one example i would cite is persona 4 golden mm-hmm. which is one of my favorite ever games uh, persona 4 released in 2008 on the ps2 persona 4 golden 2014 maybe citation needed uh, maybe 2012 actually i'm not sure right. uh on the vita anyway um around that time, and they added in extra events, they added in a whole extra character, and I know it wasn't a ground-up remake, it was pretty much a port, Mm -hmm. but they added so much extra stuff in it that that was the first time I played that through, but people who'd played through the original, this must have been just such a breath of fresh air. Like, it was all updated and given, like, a, a spring clean, all the UI, the menus. You just, like... You'd think, oh, okay, right, the game should be wrapping up soon. Oh no, wait, hang on. There's an entire extra season added with with events and stuff with right. your, with your friends and things that you never saw before. I, on the one hand, understand why people are resistant to change here, but on the other hand, I totally, I, I'm more in in camp, uh, Peter Austin on this one. In that you'll be playing through a game that you love, yeah, and then something new will happen that you've never seen before. Exactly, and then it will just go back to what you've what you know and love. And like something you say, familiar.
0: If you're that much of a purist where you're like, but I don't want the new thing to happen. I just want to play the original game. Then just play the original game. Ah, oh, but I wanna play the original game but with updated graphics. Well you can't have your cake and eat
1: it. Oh god, sorry, that's Tifa calling me. Oh, hello. She's just saying I'm happy now.
0: My back hurts.
1: Yeah. My, no, I, my back doesn't hurt anymore. Not
0: anymore. It's the old Tifa calling. Yeah. From the past.
1: Block Tifa. Yeah. So I would say, Peter, that mm-hmm. this is this is a good thing. They were always going to be, uh, as, as we said, there. There was no way they were going to be able to faithfully recreate this game from the ground up. It just isn't possible. There's stuff in that game that only exists. And we talked about it on the podcast before. There's stuff in that game that literally only exists because of the limitations of the time. Mm. Like things that, that are funny because they're intentionally playing up what they had available at the time. Yeah. Like uh, the the bit in the the Golden Saucer when you take part in that play. Mm-hmm. And they start sort of pirouetting off stage. And it looks ridiculous. And that's the whole point. Because it's meant to look ridiculous because the graphics are rubbish. Yeah. That just wouldn't work now. No. That probably just wouldn't make any sense. You can't have it them just standing awkwardly
0: on stage delivering a strange play and, and pirouetting around. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So there was a lot that that game managed to pull off with no mouths and just eyes and basic body language because your brain had to fill in the gaps. There was mm. no voice acting. So your brain had to fill in the gaps. And that was really powerful. They can't do that now. So they have to fill in the gaps for us. And sometimes that means either cutting stuff or adding stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think it's shaping up very nicely. But as a huge fan and of, of Final Fantasy VII and as it was one of my formative games, I am really looking forward to this. Because I think it's only going to be a good thing yeah. to play through something that you love that's got extra stuff in that will take you by surprise. Yeah. I think it's going to be nice. It'll yeah. supplement... The original game, which will still exist mm-hmm. yeah that's that's that's
0: all there is to say. I there think we go. I, I don't disagree in
1: any way but let us know in the comments below what you think of remakes in general and anything else that we spoke about this week on the podcast. maybe you do like the big triangle boobs I don't know they they sound uncomfortable to me, uh but whatever whatever. Whatever floats your boat. Or, as, as is said by one of the characters in the, uh, in the new Borderlands DLC, which mm. I thought was a great phrase that I've never heard before, I don't want to yuck anyone's yum. Right. Yeah, that's a fun one, isn't it? Yeah. I don't want to yuck anyone's yum. Peter. Yes. If people want to find us elsewhere, how can they do that?
0: We're almost everywhere on the internet at Team Triple Jump. That's our YouTube channel and our Twitch channel, slash Team Triple Jump. On social media, Twitter and Facebook, we're Team Triple Jump. Uh, we have a Patreon where you can support us financially. That's patreon.com forward slash Team Triple Jump. You can get that shirt. You can go on our Discord, which is bit.ly forward slash Team Triple Jump. And in the Discord, we've got a special room for patrons. Uh, you can do Worst Games Ever, Two Days Early. Yeah. All kinds of special rewards. Loads of amazing the things. The podcast that you're listening to right now, if you're watching on YouTube, you can get the audio version at play.acast.com forward slash S forward slash triple jump.
1: Or click one of the links in the description. They're all the way at the bottom, but there's all of our podcast links down there. And all, most of these links as well that I'm reading right now.
0: And uh, last but not least, the website is tripleju.mp. That's tripleju.mp. J- j- Put forward slash shop on the end, you can get this shirt that I'm wearing. Yeah. So, Patreon website shop. Patreon. Patreon.
1: Website shop. shop, also website shop. This this mooge that I'm drinking out of, range. delicious mooge. Mm. Additionally, if you would like to follow us on Twitter, you can do at that Peter Austin and at confused underscore dude. And on Instagram, at that Peter Austin at Ben Potter twenty. We do lists every Tuesday and Thursday, streams every Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday. Thursday being on YouTube, mm. uh, Monday and Tuesday being on Twitch. Worst games ever is fortnightly. That's Friday for patrons, Sunday for everybody else. In Tomorrow. The pro- no. 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 Next week, because
0: I'm editing it this week, which I don't normally do. No, I'm you're a going away. I'm going away. It was going it's, out this week. It's,
1: it's, through, it's thrown you off. Podcast is every Saturday. Please leave an iTunes review or a review on your platform of choice. Something about Al, Go- Al Gore. Something about Al Gore. Al Gore's rhythms. There was something else I was going to say, oh. but I can't remember what it is. Oh yes, uh, new shows assets mm-hmm. are being made for them right now yes so in the next month please look forward to those they yeah. are coming yeah hello they're on their
0: way which just leaves enough time for us to thank today's sponsor oh you're bored is your playstation not working yeah why not send off cut the little square at of the back of a catalogue mm-hmm. send it off to Firefly Inc Company Inc and they'll send you back in the post a, a grow your own cordyceps sachet oh Mm. delicious delicious don't smell it don't, don't touch it don't do anything with it don't look at it uh, call, call help for someone definitely if you buy this please also call for help mm-hmm. but we recommend you buy it because they're we our should, sponsor we should buy it. and we support any company who will give us money any company we don't care what you you believe in we don't care what your methodologies are we support you blindly if you give us money mm-hmm. Cordyceps Ending the world for you and me.
1: Cord Uh, now. Cord, that's it. Cool. Thank you very much, everybody, for watching slash listening. We'll be back next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.